it's another post-game show for the Man Cave Sports Podcast. UK had a very close game this weekend, but they still pulled it out. Also, Ohio State losing in a big upset, and Tim and I are going over the new top 25. So stay tuned and listen. Welcome to another post-game show for the Man Cave Sports Podcast. I'm Tyler Goff, and with me as always for these pre-game and post-game shows is Tim. There was a couple close games, and there was also an upset this weekend, which made me happy because it was a pre- it was a wh- it was a whooping, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a whooping. So going to UK, going back home, Vanderbilt travels, and it was a close game. Honestly, those first five minutes kind of scared me half to death. Uh, Terry Wilson fumbles it. Vanderbilt scores a touchdown on a twenty-nine yard, uh, a twenty-nine yard pass play. Len Bowden fumbles it, and that they fumbled it in the first, I would say, ten minutes probably. Yes. And that scared me half to death. That really did. I was honestly, I didn't tell you this, but I was honestly thinking that UK would look like UK from the old old uh, days, yeah. and I I thought Vanderbilt was gonna pull the upset. Yeah. And, but thank God it didn't happen. And usually, and the things in the past would it be you'd have a a few wins, you feel confident, and then there would be two or three games lost in a row, and that wasn't the case here. And the reason, and what really kept that from happening was Kentucky's stellar defense. Again, pulling pulling out for the clutch for them. Because you look at every single game this season, their defense has been great. They've shut down all their quarterbacks. And their defense, again, amazing. I mean, you cannot – I mean, no one can say that their defense is not legit because they are. I mean, they've had – they have plenty of games to prove how how good they are. And and I think that's the biggest difference in – this this UK team than other teams is that they've been able to close out games. Yes. And, and which in the past they would have, you know, they've seen Vanderbilt, they were playing a good game at first and they probably would have just said, oh, you know, F it, you know, you know, and then Vanderbilt wins. Yeah. I mean, and the, it's just, it seems like UK in the past just gives up. And this is, this year is definitely not that team. And they do not give up. I mean, they every single game, then then no matter no matter who it is, they're never going to give up. Texas A and M, they didn't really, they did not give up. Yep. And I mean, again, UK's uh, Benny Snell came up big for UK's yes. offense. They desperately needed him in that game. Finally, giving Snell the ball. Finally, he had thirty-two carries. And let's just put this in perspective. He had 150 plus yards. He had 32 carries for 169 yards. Jeez. Guess how many games that that is now that he's had 150 plus? How many? The eighth game in his career with 150 plus <sighs> yards rushing. If that's not an NFL quarterback, that's then an NFL, I don't that's know an NFL what it is. That is definitely an NFL Any team's gonna love him. Yeah. Whether you're New England, whether you're uh, Atlanta, Chicago, any of you know any good team. Uh, Green Bay too. I mean, I'm sure any NFL team would love to have him. And sadly, I don't know if he's going to go first round. He definitely, he's worked his ass off this season. He definitely worked. Well, he definitely NFL, deserves to be. The NFL combines will determine. Would definitely show yeah. that. I mean, he definitely deserves to be first round. 
I don't think he's getting the attention of a lot of running backs out there. Because no uh, one's used to UK being this no, good. No, and it's just like their defense. You know, their defense is just, um, quite frankly, probably the best uh, defense in, in the country in, in college football. I mean, you know, they're shutting down SEC teams that are, you know, scoring 20, 30 points against other opponents. And, you know, so really, I think that's kind of the big thing about it is Kentucky's kind of flying under the radar right now. I mean, their defense is very underrated. It's not, I wouldn't say underrated, it's just not known to most of the. There's not a lot of people talk about it. I tell you what. You know, and we talked a little bit about this. You know, if, if you're playing Kentucky in a bowl game, oh boy, you know, and you're you're not from the SEC, you're in for a hurting. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at some bowl pro, uh, bowl projections, and I think they had a game. Uh, they had them play a, one bowl against Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> I feel sorry for Iowa. Yeah, I mean, I have I don't know anybody on that team, but whoever, I mean, no, they're it's in for just a, the fact that you know you can't. Go into that game. If you watch film on Kentucky, you'll be like, "Wow, this team doesn't allow any offense at all. No, nobody gets any type of offense." I mean, there's flow. a there's a couple of plays where they'll get beat, like on a passing play. Yeah. Like last night, uh, there's a couple of plays I saw. I mean, Vanderbilt just their receivers just beat Kentucky. But that it wasn't like that. I mean, you can't. That, that wasn't. Does happen though, Tyler. It does. It yeah. Does, you know. I mean, and and you know, really. Any any type of anybody can score at some point because of a a misroute. If it's a broken play, yeah, a broken play, maybe a tip ball and a guy catches it and he runs it down the field. Which happened against Texas A and M. Yes, yes. So it's it's not necessarily um, you know reflective on the on, on the defense, but really where you know about defense is the run game. If you're not able to get any type of average carry over two or three yards, I mean, you know, that's that's devastating. So, you know, and, and the teams that they're playing, I mean, let's face it, the most points scored uh, by an SEC team right now is Florida, 16 points. And, uh, you know, so it, it you know, it, it's, it's amazing how well their defense is playing, and I definitely think it's something that is a huge asset to them. And it, and it won't just show up in numbers like sacks and interceptions, although they have them. And, they had and two fumbles. forced fumbles last night, yeah. which, again, their defense came up clutch. Uh, it was fourth and one. Uh, Vanderbilt only needed one yard. Not only did they stop them on the fourth down, but they fumbled it. Yeah. They uh, Cash Daniel forced a fumble. And that ultimately led to UK, and just, you know, they closed out the game after that. Which, I mean, again, their defense has been winning their games. So, I mean, just overview, many and the defense won in this game. Yep. I, I don't know how else you could say it. Terry Wilson played terrible other than his running. Yeah, Terry um, Wilson, his passing game, three for nine, 18 yards. He's only getting two uh, two yards per uh, per pass. That's terrible. And he had one touchdown pass, which was I, big. I, but for the life of me, I don't understand why they're not using their tight ends. I, I just don't understand. And it. it's like I, I've said this to you before. It only looks like he's wanting to pass it to Lynn Bowden Jr. And don't get me wrong, yeah. Lynn Bowden is a great receiver. Yeah. 
But they ha- he has other weapons in the game, like C.J. Conrad, uh, Dorian Baker, David Richardson. He has all of these players that he could use, and he's not using them. That's a field of vision problem right there. Right, and yeah. it's, it's hurting. Quite your honestly, it's hurting. <coughs> usually your second go-tos. Um, <coughs> sometimes they're primary, but it's a, lot, a lot of times they're secondary uh, receivers. And if your field of vision is not great, and I don't think his is, uh, <coughs> it's really going to show up. Oh, yeah. Especially against a team like Georgia. Oh, yeah. That's going to show up big time. And, again, he has plenty of other weapons, but that that's hurting him because Benny's great, but you can only give up – he can only do so much, and most of the time he's going to get four or five yards off of play. But he's not always going to be there. And especially, I mean, if he leaves for the draft, which I think will happen, Terry Wilson's going to have to step up next year. And the year after that, his junior and senior years, because he's going to be one of the focal points of that offense. I mean, that's just that's another topic for another day, but that's something to think about. His his field of vision is going to have to get better. And considering Dorian Baker is going to be gone because he's seen because he's a senior, C.J. Conrad is going to be gone. Two of the big weapons are not going to be there for him. <coughs> so, you know, I said this on a pregame show on Friday night. I wanted to see some shred of any aggressiveness that Terry Wilson may have on the passing side. And he, another game, another disappointment as far as on that end. Yes, I agree. And, uh, I mean, there were high wins in the game, but um, that there's no reason that short passes can't be t- – I mean, they're, they're really good at throwing screens and things like that. And C.J. Conrad's a pretty big guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you get sh- give him a short pass, he'll get a couple extra yards off of it. And with such a great running back, you know, all you need is short passes. You know, you just you just need to get that first down. you got three plays to do it. Well, two, technically two two pass plays where you could do it and then rush. And, but, uh, you know, I, I just think that uh, Terry Wilson, I, I think maybe, is, you know, the Texas A&M kind of got in his head a little bit. Hopefully next week with Missouri, uh, they'll they'll come back. And uh, I mean they, they're going to need them big time again, yeah. especially against Missouri. I mean, they're, Missouri's record doesn't show it, but they're better than what what their record shows. Oh, yeah. I think. Yes, I agree. With and that with that one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, they've going to have the defense. I mean, I'm not worried about their defense. I think they'll do fine. But their offense, more more specifically. Terry Wilson's going to have to step up, definitely in that game. I mean, again, Terry Wilson had a pretty good rushing game. He had 91 yards last night, 8 yards per carry. It's pretty good for a quarterback. But, again, this, you know, starting with at Missouri and going forward, and especially against Georgia, he's definitely going to have to step up and show why everyone was so hyped about him before this season. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a Missouri team that put up 29 points against Georgia – 35 points against South Carolina. Uh, they beat Purdue 40-37, to a big upset against Ohio State this week. So, you know, they, they are definitely able to score. I think this will be another feather in the cap for the defense as well because this is a team that's putting up a lot of stats, 301 uh, passing yards per game. 
200.1 rushing yards per game. We'll see how that shows up against Kentucky. Yep, and again, Drew, Drew Locke at, um, from Missouri is not a slouch quarterback. He's pretty, he had 40-plus touchdowns last year as a junior. So he's a good quarterback, and UK's defense will have to be able to shut him down, and UK's offense is going to have to keep battling and grinding out. Keep getting to Benny. Just, again, I'll say that, like I'll say what I said uh, last night or Friday night on the pregame show. Terry, dude, just please be more <laughs> aggressive. That's all I'm asking. Just you don't even have to keep doing it. Just throw it. Just keep throwing it down the field a couple of times. Try yeah. to get try to get used to it. You said, as you said, big upset. Huge. Huge. Something that was not expected. And that, it wasn't just a close upset. It wasn't like a, a field goal. I mean, the opposing team, the one that upset them, just, you know, they won on a last-second field goal or something. This was an, this was an ass-whooping. This was like Stone Cold Steve Austin beating <laughs> up Booker T in a grocery store ass-whooping. <laughs> Four um, touchdowns. Wow. Four touchdowns. That's, that, that's just a drubbing. I mean, that really is a, um, you know, a big win. For them, so I definitely think. That, and as a uh, as a Ohio State fan, you just have to look back at it and give props to Purdue. Be like, hey, yeah, we don't got make excuses. I don't know. please don't make excuses yeah. for that. Uh, don't I mean that you just have, again you have to look at an overview of that and say, hey, we we got beat. Purdue Purdue outworked us, outworked us the whole game. They had a better game plan. Their defense was a hell of a lot better. I mean, that is absolutely just – that was a crushing game. And uh, Dwayne Haskins from uh, Ohio State, he's had a pretty good year, a Heisman – definitely a Heisman caliber year. And, he, I mean, he he was really the only person from Ohio State that had a decent game, and him and one of his receivers. But he threw it 73 times last night. That's crazy. 73. That's insane. And he completed 49 of his passes. He had 470 yards with two touchdowns. He was an absolute workhorse for Ohio State. But that, he was pretty much their only source of yeah. offense. Their running backs didn't do well, too well. Well, the defense has got to be held accountable, too. Because, I mean, you know, Purdue, Purdue up until um, – you know this uh, this last. I mean, weekend. I thought I thought the only two teams that were a lock were Alabama and Ohio State. Yeah, and you know Ohio State that loss dropped them from number two all the way to number one. Yeah, 11. They, and, and they're they're already telegraphing there. Oh, Ohio State, you're not getting in at all. You're gonna you know, need just, a god's god's you're miracle. You're gonna need everybody to lose two games. You're gonna That's need Alabama to lose. You're gonna need yeah. possibly. I mean, you're gonna need LSU probably to lose a couple more games. You're you're gonna need Clemson to lose Too another much. game, which is not gonna. I don't yeah, think Clemson. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna you be know, tough. I mean, that's about like you know UCF getting into the playoffs. It's just not no. gonna happen. I'm sorry. I mean, UCF might be a good team, but they're in a really yeah you know crappy conference. Just looking at Purdue's stats, David Blau, 378 yards passing, three TDs. Rondell Moore, a product from Kentucky, played at Trinity. So that's kind of cool to see that. He had 12 catches last night as a freshman. He's only 5'9". Let let that be known. 12 catches, 170 yards, and two TDs. 
I don't know if that's if he's gonna if he has any sort of NFL future. But for no. a freshman, <laughs> before a freshman, yeah, then he's only five nine to put up. He's the same age as me to put up yeah. those type of numbers in a huge game like that yeah. against the number two team. That is really impressive, and it's just again that's just really cool that he's, he comes from Kentucky. Football. It really is. You know, uh, the NFL is all about speed and height and, you know, natural abilities. And, and that's all fine and dandy for a pro game. But the great thing about college football is you have a player who basically 5 nothing, you know, 100 nothing, And, you know, they can do things like this. You know, it's just incredibly, uh, you know, not incredibly athletic, but has a huge amount of heart. And that's what I love about the college game. And, you know... He certainly has a lot of heart. I mean, he yeah. outworked that Ohio State defense. He shredded them. Oh, I mean, them. Purdue, Purdue is just... They should be... This is going to... That's a defining win of this season for them. Let's face it. I mean, you know, they're, they got three losses. They're probably going to lose a couple more times. Uh, they might make a, you know, outback uh, peanut butter bowl or something. But uh, pretty good most, bow. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, so for the mo- most part, this was a, a def- year-defining win, uh, and, and it was an ass whooping. You know, that's all to it. Yeah, I mean, again, Rondell Moore and that offense. I th- do you think Purdue? Do you think they have a future where they can be not like really, really good, but up there, win the Big Ten. Yeah, Purdue. Purdue. Because I mean, they have a young. In the uh, past, Purdue's always had. Uh, Purdue's a, uh, has a pretty good story program in football. Drew Brees yeah. came from Purdue. So uh, you know, interesting I, I fact think... about Drew Brees. Purdue and Kentucky were his two college choices. Ah. <laughs> wow. And he chose Purdue for academics, which yeah, well, kind of sucks. Honestly, though, I mean, Kentucky had Tim Couch at the time when Drew Brees was choosing, which Drew Brees probably would have. That's another whole other story. But I I thought that was kind of interesting. But, I mean, Purdue is is certainly not a team that's not used to having good ball teams. They're they're definitely due. They're they're a pretty storied program. You know, they're not not Notre Dame, of course, but Purdue does get respect when you say – I'm gonna. We're gonna play Purdue this week. It's not something that you just overlook, you know. So it shouldn't be too much of a issue with them. I definitely think they have an offensive feature. I mean, if Rondell Moore keeps up putting numbers, I mean, he still has Grant two more years unless he wants to, you know, some. Ch- I think he's gonna be a four-year player, considering his height. And but again, he's definitely gonna have. He's gonna be definitely a focal point for this Purdue offense and. Their running back last night, DJ Knox, had 16 carries last night, 128 yards, three TDs. That's monster. I mean, that offense was a well-oiled machine yeah. last night against yeah. Ohio State. I mean, can you imagine Ohio State? I don't State? think any team was. No, no, no. Ohio State wasn't going in there thinking, oh, wow, you know, these guys are just going to run over us. They're going to yeah. pass over us. Uh, no way. They they ran into a buzzsaw last night. In, uh, I mean, going back to, you know, don't make excuses. You, Ohio State, one of their best defensive players, Joey, uh, I, think, uh, I think his name is Joey Bosa. He has a brother in NFL, but uh, he just decided to sit out the rest of the year to focus on NFL and rehab an injury. And uh, Ohio State fans, we didn't have him. 
Either way, you shouldn't be losing by 29 points to a 4-3 and three Purdue team. That was doing it in, in the air and on the ground. Okay? Yeah. So it's not like uh, this guy, it's just impossible, you know, for one guy to have that much of an effect. You know, Purdue scores, you know, four touchdowns more than Ohio State, but one player would have made a difference. No, it doesn't work that way. And it's just excuses. And, and I think, um, you know, Ohio State has great fans. They really do. And they're proud. They're of, one of the most loyal fans, I think, t- for football. Yeah. But at Considering the same time, that they're not calling for Urban Meyer's uh, head after yeah. everything that happened. I mean, they have pretty loyal fans. Yeah. And granted, Ohio State's they're still a pretty good football team. Oh yeah, that's that's not out of the question. I mean, that's not that's you know, what made debatable, this so, but such a, a shocking win because because again, Ohio State and Alabama were the only two teams I thought were a lock for the playoffs. And I agree. Now that ultimately takes Ohio State out of the the playoff situation. Oh, well, or let's talk playoff about uh, the top ten a little bit, and uh, I definitely think there's some interesting things that happened. You had. Uh, you have Alabama, of course, and then you had Clemson leapfrogging Notre Dame. I don't exactly agree with that. Uh, I, yeah, I believe great. Um, I mean, Clemson's kind of past two games. They looked, they've looked really good, not offensively and defense, uh, defensively too. Uh, like you said, Clemson's uh, they made a jump to number two. Notre Dame's number three, and you have LSU making a trip to the top four uh, at uh, with a seven and one record. So, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's different. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely going to be, um, there, the next couple of weeks are going to be really interesting it's a because big, you've got LSU it, playing Alabama. There's a lot of big, uh, uh, definitely big games that Michigan's are going to, got a tough game. that could definitely alter this top ten. Yes. Uh, again, next week, Georgia plays uh, uh, Florida. That's a big game considering both of those teams are in the top ten. Uh, and Michigan leaped to number five. They beat Michigan State on uh, yesterday. So now they're, I believe, they are tied with Ohio State. So that's all. That's yes. why potentially Ohio State won't get in because they're tied with Michigan right now, and you know they could, you know, they they still play each other later in the season. So that that game possibly that might decide who wins the Big Ten. But either way, I still don't see Ohio State making it because no you have Clemson who's still undefeated, Notre Dame still undefeated, and LSU's playing pretty good football right now. And going to LSU for a little bit, um, beating Mississippi State, defense was suffocating, beating them 19-3. When they play Alabama, that's going to be – in my opinion, a big decider on if LSU makes it to the playoffs. Because if Alabama comes to LSU and they if they whoop them, then I don't think LSU gets in. Well, I don't yeah, know if you agree I, with I agree, me, but I agree with that. I agree. However, I think if LSU, an LSU puts team up with two losses, doesn't make it in. But however, if LSU puts up a fight and they they lose by just a little bit, I so I think the committee will. Think consider LSU a lot more. Here's an interesting thought. What if LSU beats Alabama? You have LSU going to the championship and Alabama staying out with just one loss. 
So you have Alabama get in. I still think Alabama, you still have to let Alabama get in. Oh, yeah, I definitely do. And they will because they'll only have one loss. Yeah. So I think Alabama is actually in a catbird seat a little bit here. They really, uh, well, I mean, we know how good they are and everything. We can talk about that. Alabama's offense is amazing. It's amazing. That's something that's different about this Alabama team. they, They really, every game they've played, they pretty much cruised. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, they, you have Tua Tuga, Tuga, Tua. <laughs> Tua. I'll just say Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. That's close yeah. enough. He hasn't played in a fourth quarter this whole no. whole freaking season. Think about that too. That that's how huge. much rest he's getting. Yeah, and he still has over twenty touchdowns, and, zero and, you know, interceptions. Injuries are a concern with him too, and so you know, for him to be able to sit out a fourth quarter is going to be invaluable later on in the season, especially with. The big SEC championship, if they're in that, uh, and then you got to, you know, you got the playoff system. So, I definitely think that uh, Tua getting all his, uh, getting lots of rest and still putting up monster numbers, even with the rest. So, I mean, you know, there's some of these teams they probably could have scored 80 points against. I mean, they're literally that good. But uh, and again, you know, I think this they're. This Alabama team is different than other years. I mean, other years they've, of course, they've been dominant. But this year, I think is really different because their offense has usually been one side. They've I had think, decent quarterbacks like AJ McCarron, yeah. but they've had. But if you look at you know previous recent years, most they've had a good running backs, and yeah. that's what ultimately has led this Alabama offense the past, you know. Uh, four to three year, uh, three to four years. And I think anything less than a national championship for this team is a disappointment. Yeah. Really oh, yeah. Think. And that, that's, that's just crazy to think about. I mean, can you imagine, you know, you're coming into the season, and if we don't win a national championship, it's a disappointment. I yeah. mean, that's that's how, the kind of expectations that Alabama has every single year. Yes. Because of the type of uh, players that they're getting and the type of coach that they have. I mean, and again – their offense is so freaking good this year. Two is great. They have three quality running backs that are really good. Yes. Their receivers. Let's just uh I think his name is Judy. I think that's his last name. He had like twenty seven catches on the season. Of twenty six catches before the season, over seven hundred yards already with nine touchdowns. That's like uh that's around twenty two yards per carry. That's or insane. per catch, so their their offense is hitting it on low, all levels. I mean, their defense people are oh they're allowed like <laughs> allowed Arkansas to score thirty one points, or they allowed uh, this they've allowed teams to get back not really get back in the game, but allowed them to score. And that's just that's just if their defense really wanted to uh, shut them down, they could. And but they there's have- no point, and just that's just. You know, give it kind of giving respect to the other team. You know, uh, honestly, I mean, Alabama could run up the score on offense if they wanted to every single game, but they don't. Which I think that's the class from Nick Saban. What's really, what's really crazy is Tua's coming back next year. He has one more year. Yeah, I mean, he's doing all this as a sophomore, and so you know, it's it's really we're we're talking about a possible two highs, you know, Heisman back to back. Oh yeah. And, I mean, uh, I can't. I think coming into this season, people thought that Tua was going to be good, but people weren't thinking he was going to be this good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know. And he just uh, took took the next next step. And uh, Nick Saban is just, 
wow. I, I, you can't I'll say, say he's the greatest quarterback. I, I think he's the greatest coach in. It's hard to argue against it. History. I mean, you can't. I mean, and we're talking. You know, <laughs> New Rockney, and you know, and Bear this, Bryant. Yeah. So it just, Joker Phillips. Yeah. From, from he coached. Yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just it, it's it's pretty amazing to to. Watch Alabama. We could talk about Alabama all day. I don't want to talk about them because we're UK fans. But uh, and thank God you know. UK doesn't have to play them again. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the thing. That if would be an interesting UK, game if UK keeps putting up numbers. They're gonna Alabama's gonna start playing them again. And um, I tell you what, I would love to see this Alabama team play UK. Not not obviously Alabama would win. But I would yeah, like I to see what how UK's their defense, defense would do against yeah. a, a stellar offense. So, you know, and and, and it would it would just be joy to see you know Alabama win fourteen to three or something. You know, you shut down the greatest offense and in, in you know basically the best offense in college football. It would have been an interesting game, and it's and it's really sad that we didn't get it. But hey, it's possible we may get it next year. Uh, they already released the schedule for next well, year, and no, Alabama's about uh, into the tournament. Oh right, yeah. yeah. So I mean, Kentucky's still in that, but I, I, you know, whether that's going to happen or not, that's still. Could you imagine UK over. finishing in the top ten this year? Yeah, it could happen. Agree. They're number twelve right now. I Which, definitely think, and and you know, uh, really, uh, we talked about this. You know, I'm not overlooking Missouri at all. Uh, Missouri's a a good ball team, but you know, really, only one game where they could possibly lose. And I'm not thoroughly convinced that they're going to lose. At the beginning of the year, I would have been, but now, you know, we have a, you know a Georgia team, and then that's it. You know, that's the only that, t- after Georgia, Middle Tennessee State. And he, Louisville, Tennessee, yeah, and, and then Louisville, yeah. So it's it's not like um, it's unheard of if we can you know somehow pull through the Georgia game. We're in a catbird seat because the only other team that's got one loss is Florida, and we beat them. Yeah, so, like it, I've said this, I think it said this on the pregame show. I'm not worried about Florida, yeah, because we have that tiebreaker over yeah. them. And if plus if Georgia wins next weekend, then we don't have to worry no. about Florida. But, and it is at Georgia too. Yeah, and right now, as long as Georgia wins next weekend, that game, uh, Georgia and Kentucky, that's going to be the decider on who wins yeah, the East. That's right. And who goes to the SEC uh, championship uh, conference championship? Yes. To you know. That is ultimately because let's say for some reason and Al- uh, Kentucky Florida would have Georgia, that Georgia and then Georgia beats yeah. Kentucky, Florida gets in. Uh, either way, the Florida versus Kentucky is definitely going to be determined. And not looking overlooking Missouri, Georgia, Kentucky. Yeah, Georgia. I'm not looking over Missouri, but you know at the same time, it's an interesting scenario if uh, Kentucky pulls through next weekend and then uh, Georgia. You know, it, it's a huge game, huge mm-hmm. game. And, and you know it's a huge game when it's especially for UK when it's already sold out. Yeah, and th- that is one of the good things about it is it is a so it is at it's home. It's going to be a tough environment for Georgia. 
Yes. I mean, they were in a tougher environment with LSU. Yeah. And just imagine that that crowd and everything that's going to be going on. And a good defense. And a good defense. Yeah. I, I've said this multiple times. The Georgia team doesn't – they did not – they've not really impressed me. They they've, they really haven't. And, you know – They're definitely not Georgia season, from last you remember, year. against Auburn and, and all that. And they, they, Auburn's just tailwinded out. And, yeah. You know, a, a real big disappointment this year. So, really, you're right about that. I think Florida – the Florida-Georgia game is going to give us a really good look into how good of a team Georgia is. In other words, LSU, we know, is a stellar team. They're they're good. They're pro- probably the second-best team in the SEC. And so, you know, for them to lose to Georgia, I mean, to Georgia to lose to them – that's not really any indication of how good Georgia is. It's just got beat by a better team. Now, granted, they got handled by a better team, but but at the same time, Florida, we're going to know. If Florida keeps it close or even wins, we know that Georgia's just not that great of a team. Yeah. Uh, you know, that they're not to knock Florida beating Georgia, but, I mean, I'm just saying that. To be fair to Georgia, though, they they've lost a lot of people from – from last year's team. A lot of defensive stars that made him so good. And they lost two of their best running backs who were seniors last year. So that, that kind of took and, a dent out of them. And, and if you look at the rankings at the beginning of the season, they were saying, yeah, you know, this is not going to be that good of a Georgia team. So maybe that's just coming to fruition. Uh, I mean, they've only lost one guy, game, guys. You know, we're not we're not. It was against Georgia. a good team, yeah. too. But at the same time, I think that Florida, if they come in, they pull off uh, a big win at Georgia, then we'll know that, you know, this Georgia team was okay, but they weren't anything a top-tier team uh, that they were ranked. And, you know, so that's basically it. Well, that, uh, that, the rankings, and again, to finish off, Michigan's number five, Texas is number six. Texas is back. <laughs> yeah, they're back big time. Uh, Georgia is number seven. Oklahoma at eight. Florida at nine. And then, of course, UCF. The Golden Knights. Not going anywhere. They're just staying there. Coming at number ten. <laughs> which, what pisses me off is that they'll probably get a New Year's Six bow, which yeah. they did last year. But UK, they won't get... The UK might not get one. Yeah. Which... It makes kind of angers me a bit because I think UK has definitely had a lot more quality wins than UCF has, and I don't know. I I don't know. It just it just kind of makes me mad a little bit. Yeah, because it's one of those weird situations where they're undefeated, and you want to give them credit for being undefeated. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking time, away from UCF, you know, it's but it's like Hawaii being undefeated in years past. You know, they were often overlooked because they just don't play anybody. Speaking of Hawaii, they did not get any yeah, votes no, to be in the top 25. Kind of disappointing. Yeah. I mean, if UCF is top 10, how come how come Hawaii can't be, like, number yeah, five? Why Kentucky playing Hawaii? That would be kind of cool. Yeah. I would I mean, pay I, I would pay good go, money. I would yeah. pay good money to go yeah, to uh, what, fly to Hawaii to watch <laughs> UK play the, the Rainbow Warriors. Yes, yes. It would be an interesting yeah. game because he, uh, Hawaii has a pretty – Pretty uh, solid hey, offense. You know, this year. we were talking about Notre Dame last week with the independent thing. You know, they could say, 
you know, this cold weather sucks. Let's go to Hawaii in December, you know? <laughs> let's, let's play, let's let Hawaii play in the Hawaii bow against yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. That's all Hawaii gets is their own freaking bow. <laughs> no matter how good they are, yeah. they'll get the, the Hawaii and they, bow. And somehow they won't have a problem finding an opponent for that bow. They know? always get an okay opponent, though. Yeah. Yeah. At least UK won't be going to the the potato bowl. Yeah. Or or the Music City bowl. Again. Again. Or or there's a bow this year, the Dollar General bowl. Oh boy. Hey, everything's half off. <laughs> Dollar. <laughs> hey, maybe Lou will get in for the strippers. <laughs> now you need ones for that. Yeah. The you know, <laughs> blue light special. <laughs> This is, that's another, that can be another topic for another day about yeah. how crappy these bow games are. Yeah. Uh, honestly, there are some that are, like the military bow, I think the armed forces bow, that's kind of cool because they usually have like well, army or navy in yeah. it. And, and I like that too. Um, the problem is, and I definitely think we should do that, Tyler. We should read off all the bowls and just make I have a list of them. Yeah, of all the bows. Just, just so. read them all off, and once we find out what teams there are in there, and we'll, what we can do is we can select the winner, not by uh, any knowledge about the team, but you know who would be better at eating Tostito snacks or something. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, going back to Kentucky, one last thing before we hop off this episode. Um, so they had some early bow projections they put on ESPN. Right now, they one guy has UK going to the Outback Bow. Not very good food. I mean, I know some people really like Outback, but terrible bow. UK definitely deserves a lot more. However, they can't, they have another guy has UK playing in the Citrus Bow. So I think that's definitely. I, mean, I that's that's no. I would be. Again, I think I would be okay with that. We just talked about this. You know, Kentucky's kind of unknown uh, to the nation at large. And so they're going to have to have that signature win. Which would against, be like Georgia. Yeah, like at Georgia. Or maybe just get into the uh, playoff pitcher and things like that. If the, UK wins if UK wins out the SEC East and they uh, make it. Remember, Georgia could lose two games too. You know, it's definitely possible. Yep. Without a, you know, let's say they beat Kentucky, they could lose two two games. Kentucky, so, Kentucky won't have to worry about it. Yeah. That so, Georgia game. Yeah. So it's definitely possible that um, you know these teams. It's gonna be a mess. You know, if Georgia somehow gets beat by Florida or Florida. Um, it's definitely gonna be a wild. It's gonna be the wild, wild east instead of. The oh west. yeah. But, uh, I mean, the west is it's settled. Yeah. It's settled. I mean, unless uh, OSU LSU can plays the perfect game. Yeah, but in a I couple mean, weeks. Even then, uh, you know, that's, that's what's good about being Alabama. You get beat by LSU. They're fourth in the country, and you they don't should go definitely the still be. So you still only got one loss. Yeah. You know? So and and then LSU gets beat. Let's say LSU gets beat in the playoffs. They got two losses. They're not in there, and Alabama is. It's it's just crazy. Alabama's really in the cur- uh, the catbird seat there. But yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I think in order for UK to be, in order for UK to get a really good bow, they have to win out the East and make it to that conference championship game. Yeah, I think that's the only way, and finish out with a. Ten and 
with a, <laughs> a crazy thing about, but a possible 11-1 and season. Yeah. So that's the only way they'll get probably a New Year's Six Bowl. But all right, guys, that's it for the, the post-game show for the Man Cave Sports Podcast. Again, a big thanks to Tim for joining me on again, another one of these episodes. Thank you, guys. I know I'll say this every single episode, but it has to be said. Thank you guys for still listening to this podcast, and thanks to those who are still who've listened to every single episode so far. Big, definitely big things, and uh, we at uh, Man Cave Sports Podcast definitely appreciate you guys. Uh, big, big, big thanks. If you want to reach us on our social media, Instagram at Man Cave Sports Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Man Cave Podcast. If you want to follow me on my personal account on Instagram, it's at Tyler Golf. And again, request to follow me. You'll definitely get that acceptance, and I'll, I'll I can chat with you a little bit. So again, thank you guys very much, and until Tuesday, thank you for joining us in the man cave. <laughs>